we talked about Surfers Era and what it was about, and everybody, we had this big uh, screen uh, and a projector where we had the ears displayed uh, for those ones who wanted to, to, you know, be part of that. And I think at least half of the people had Surfers Era, and most of them didn't know it. Uh, and it was everything from mild to super severe, and they didn't know about it. They didn't know they had it. <laughs> so. There's a probably large part of the population, surfing population, that has developed uh, some degree of surface here and don't know it yet. Hello and welcome to the UK Surf Show. We are your hosts. I'm Pete. And I'm Leighton. On this episode, we speak to Christian Dittrich, who is the founder of Surf Ears. Yeah, but before we get into this episode, don't forget to head over to Northcore and you can use the discount code SSUK15. That will get you 15% off anything you order. Yep, or if you would like to have a go and buy one of the Pop-Up Surf Pros, then you can head over to popupsurfpro.com and put in the discount code the UK Surf Show to receive 10% off a Pop-Up Surf Pro. So this episode, Christian, a lot of information about surfers here and about how you don't know you've got surfers here until it's too late yes so he's created a product which uh helps stop surfers here from developing surfers here is exotosis which is a growth of uh, a bone in the ear which surfers suffer from and it's caused by uh cold water and wind um but christian explains it a lot better than what we can uh and he's created a great product for surfers yeah, so, uh, well, as Leighton just said, he can explain it a lot better than us. So here we go. Yeah, sure. My name is Christian uh, Dietrich, and I'm the founder of Surfiers. Uh, and I'm running a company called Ear Labs in Sweden. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a surfer, a cold water surfer since 30 years now. <laughs> I'm 44 years old soon. Uh, so I've been surfing for a good time in all forms. I've... Uh, Surfed and windsurfed and kitesurfed and foiled and everything you can do on, on, on board, basically. And I'm still as stoked to be on the water uh, as I was when I was 14 and when I started. Uh, and I'm also into um, product development. I love products uh, that serve real value. And I love to come up with small improvements of what's already been done and try to find new things that haven't been done. And Surfers was actually one of those things, those small passion projects that, that sort of came up out of an own need, uh, where my own bad ears, after so many years in cold water, were just blocked. And uh, yeah, that's how it all started. So um, so if you can explain to everybody, uh, so it's surfer's ear is what um, the surfers help to prevent. Um, what actually is surfer's ear? Yeah, so surfer's ear is uh, a phenomenon that's prone to happen in colder waters when you spend a lot of time in the water or in cold wind and water combined. That's possibly the worst scenario. Uh, and the effect of surfer's ear is that you get bone lumps growing in the ear um, that eventually will close your ear canal over time. So, And that will take a long time. So say maybe every session you have, in cold water adds 0.01 millimeters or something to, to, to that bone lump in the ear. And after 1,000, 2,000 sessions, you will have a big uh, piece of bone that blocks your canal. And 
the problem with that is that water and dust and dirt and, and stuff can get in, but it has a hard time getting out. So you will easily get the infections. You will get things caught inside and you will feel that there's trap water and you will have a lot of issues with uh, infections and uh, yeah, hearing uh, poorly uh, when you have um, blocked ears. Yeah, it's, it's quite needed as well, that uh, yeah. hearing. Um, <laughs> obviously, what you've just said there, the um, the start of the design for Surfiers, you know, what what made you think of that and how did you come up with that that little design that works? Yeah, so so the very start, I think, I mean, I, looking back to when I was young, I was a swimmer when I was young and I had ear problems at that time as well. So I started swimming uh, more frequently and and attended some swim competitions and professional training but but i always had problems when i with my ears so i had i got i had there was like this pain when i came underwater so i had to swim with the cotton in my ears or this wax cotton and it was a pain because i couldn't hear anything uh, so i that was my first experience with bad uh, ear earplugs or ear protection uh, I didn't hear my swim coach and I missed a uh, start in a competition. Uh, so that was like, uh, I didn't like earplugs to start with. And then when I started surfing, uh, I could eventually surf without earplugs because the pain disappeared after uh, you know my young years. When I was 14, I could, I could surf without earplugs. But about uh, 30 years of age, uh, I started to notice that water was getting trapped. I was getting more and more uh, ear infections and it, it just uh, felt uh, bad surfing without earplugs. So I started to wear earplugs and I was really frustrated with not being able to hear. Um, I was surfing a lot with my girlfriend at the time and I couldn't hear on the water. She got <laughs> really annoyed at me uh, for not uh, hearing what, what you know she said. And it was just a pain also being isolated and not being able to talk to people. I mean, surfing is a fairly social sport uh, at times. Yeah. So uh, I... I tried most earplugs that were out there. I was not in Portugal and I started wearing these formable silicone plugs that you put into your ears and they worked okay water, like from a blocking water perspective, but from a sound perspective, they were sort of horrible. And I tried a range of earplugs and I was never really happy uh, with anything I, I tested. So that was also a driving force behind why we started this project. And then... Having worked a number of years as a mobile phone developer at Nokia, I had been in contact with a lot of acoustic materials, these kind of meshes and membranes that keep water and dust and dirt out from your phone to protect the microphone and speakers. And having some knowledge uh, within that space and sort of thinking that that could probably be used in an earplug uh, and having access to a 3D printer through a small agency we had set up after the Nokia years, uh, I started elaborating and testing and building earplug prototypes that I tested myself in the water and that I gave to friends that uh, also uh, surfed. And eventually we had uh, designed something that really worked. Like it was significantly better than anything I'd tried. I thought like you could really hear and it blocked water. So that, uh, that was sort of proof that this works, we can do it. And we decided to put that on Kickstarter uh, to try if there was enough people who wanted to buy it. Uh, and that went well. We didn't raise a whole lot of money, but we also didn't uh, spend a whole lot of money marketing, marketing it. So 
the people who wanted to buy it, they could buy it. And we did the best we could to make, make a homemade sort of video and promote it uh, with some minor budget on social media. And after that, we got exposure out and uh, it really picked off from there, I'd say. Yeah, I was going to say it's it's taken off massively, hasn't it? Now, I mm. mean, they're, uh, they're very successful now, and I know, especially you know, in the UK, a lot of people that that absolutely swear by them. That's that's um, <clears throat> I mean, that's fantastic. I think the cool thing is to see surfers so spread out now, and that's much thanks to our big uh, distribution partner, uh, Creatures of Leisure. I mean, they did a fantastic job in placing this product in stores globally, and without them, we would not have been. So successful, I think. I mean, it, it would have taken a lot longer time, at least, to reach this level of exposure and, and coverage in stores. Um, so it's it's much much to that really great collaboration that we had for the past six years now. Yeah. The um, so the the medical term for for services is it exosis? Yes. Yeah. Um, so obviously you had that, and I've I've heard that the actual operation to remove the grown bone is actually kind of not, not that any com- not that any operation is nice, but it's not nice at all. If you had, to I, have I done, haven't had it done yet, but I've been uh, offered to have it done because I had uh, I I had a doctor look at my ears before the time of surfers, uh, uh, so that was I don't know seven eight years ago. And she said that this is really uh, one of the worst cases I've seen uh, and that you should really consider the operation because it's not going to get any better from here. And so I think maybe my my fear of hospitals and doctors made surfers happen. (laughs) 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 So it's sort of a way of postponing that operation. And it's worked because it hasn't been, hasn't grown grown worse since. You can really... uh, you can really halt the growth of, of uh, surfer's ear using earplugs because you keep a warm air pocket in your ear and, and that helps a lot in, in not growing the bone further. Can you explain then to people, because I know a lot of people out there, I mean, Leighton said it himself before, oh, I don't know about earplugs, it's just another thing to worry about in the seat. Can you explain for people out there what that, what that feeling's like, what that pain is like when it starts to happen, when you know it's starting to come along? Yeah, sure. I mean, my, my worst experience was uh, on a surf trip in, in Morocco where there had been a lot of rain. And, you know, when it's raining in Morocco, there's a lot of stuff in the water that shouldn't be there. So I was surfing for a couple of days. And I think the second day of that holiday, I got an ear infection. And at that time, I had already had surface ear grown so bad. that So I, I think I'm sort of 90% closed on my right ear and maybe 80% on my left. So the ear closed up completely on the right side after two days of surfing. And uh, I think two days later or three days later, the left ear closed up completely. And fortunately, my right ear started to open up a little bit again, so I could hear something on my right ear. But I I was almost completely deaf for a couple of days, almost a full week, actually. And that sort of ruined that holiday somehow. I also got this, you know, uh, food poisoning and and, uh, some other things you can get. (laughs) There was only that's it was good surf, but it was uh, kind of a, a pain. Um, but so that was really a bad experience. And that was also one of the big drivers behind. Okay. I, at the time I had, I think I had started to sketch on the idea of surf ears, but I hadn't got a prototype yet, but I had that. That's when I sort of really started working on it. Um, and also the, the fact with surf, surfers ears, it takes 
quite long time to develop it. So, and the thing is, it you don't notice it until the late stages because when you have 30, 40, 50 percent closed ears, water can get in and out. You don't, you don't necessarily, unless you look into your ears, you don't really know it until it's very late. And then it's just a short time before it's so late that it closes up and you get all these problems with infection and and stuff not getting out and it's not going to be far away from an operation. So it's good to prevent before it's so late uh, in the process, I'd say. So that's why your earplugs are important in the early years as well. That's terrifying. <laughs> I'm going to buy some. <laughs> um, so could you describe the actual... Like construction of it, then is it is it like a silicone yeah, yeah, yeah. So, earplug? And there, there's a few different. Uh, I know there's a few different types around. I think in the UK, um, I think it's called Surf Molds, where they actually mold yeah. into your ear. But these ones, are slightly yeah, exactly. Different, so, so I mean, there's many types of earplugs. I mean, common ones are the ones you form into the shape of ear, which is like either wax or uh, silicone, silicone, uh, and you can push push them into your ear. They form the shape of your ear, and they're they're fairly watertight but they also block a lot of sound another type of plugs that's that's also fairly effective at blocking water is of course the, the custom molded plugs that's basically the same thing but they've then uh, harden into a fixed shape uh that stays with that shape so you can put them in and out uh and unless you have a filter solution uh you know putting the sound through through some sort of channel they also block a lot of sound um then there's variants that have small holes to let some sound through. And then there's the types of plugs like Surface with a big membrane or mesh. And that's 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 a huge difference because comparing to a small, small hole, this has you can you can almost blow through it with your mouth. Like it's very open. And what prevents the water from coming through is sort of a hydrophobic coating to that mesh. And uh, so we found the balance of like, how open can we have it and still let so much sound through that you hardly notice wearing your plug, but still be waterproof enough. And that's a really fine line because it's, uh, you of course want it to block uh, water, but but it's to the cost of sound. So so that balance is, is quite hard to find. And that's, that's why we made so much, you know, iterations of prototypes and tested and worked super closely with some of the suppliers that we had worked with in the mobile phone uh, industry to help uh, find the right balance and develop the right materials for that. So that was quite some work, actually, to make that happen. So um, when they go in, how, how do you stop them uh, coming out in the water? Are they, are they like tied to some kind of leash which then goes onto your wetsuit, or is it, are they just that kind of secure, that yeah, so, so for you know sticking to your ear, we found a solution that worked best. We thought that was a, a sort of a fixation wing uh, that sits in your outer ear and snaps onto uh, the geometry of your ear. Uh, so you you sort of bend that wing forward and it snaps backwards and, and holds uh, the the plugs in place. And also the little thing that goes into your ear, the ear gel, uh, the silicone tip sort of that also expands and then uh, sort of pulls the plug inwards a little bit um, when it's in place so it it's it's fixed sort of in two uh, places and it seems to work really well so you, and we also have a leash uh, that you you can attach and detach as you want but many people tend to use it with leash 
at least uh, we're not wearing a hood. When when you're having the hood, it, it's maybe overkill with the leash. But just so if you were to drop one plug, it, it will just you know hang in the leash and you just put it in back into the ear. Um, but I know, I mean, our, we have Tom Carroll as one of our ambassadors, and he he's, he's told us his story that he uh, he was surfing uh, this really big wave. I can't remember where it was. It was like a tube or something like that. And he he, he fell, he got like pounded. He was way underwater and he came up and he just had to check, are my surfers healing? Because he has a really bad surface here and they were still in. So that was fun. <laughs> oh, wow. So I, I noticed, um, I, I don't really like wearing hoods, but obviously you've got to, especially in the UK when it's uh, cold, it's obviously cold water. Um, and so would, would wearing a hood make the development of surface ear worse or quicker uh, if you if you're not wearing earplugs because it's holding water against you i always get water in my ear like stuck in my ear after wearing a hood yeah i think i think uh, in general a hood helps because it prevents from the wind chill factor uh wind chill is also a huge uh, contributor to surface ear and i think actually springtime and, and autumn time when the water is Warm enough not to wear a hood, but cool enough to really cool you down. Uh, that's that's uh, maybe the worst um, because then you have winds. Uh, you have a wet ear and winds passing by the ear, and that chill factor is really severe. So I think a hood is really good. And there's a lot of people who don't use earplugs under hood. But if you if you're in late stages of surface ear, uh, like for me, I I have to wear earplugs under the hood because if I get ear, water in, it it won't get out. It, it will block my ear. So if it's that bad, then then you probably have to wear both. But otherwise, a hood is good, good alternative. But like you say, I mean, of course, you, you get the hood filled with water sometimes, and that that can be uncomfortable. And yeah, if it happens often enough, of course, it will contribute. But I think still, a hood is a very good idea uh, to help prevent surface here. Yeah, it's it really does sound like it's one of those things. I think that people hear about, like you hear about surface ear, and you think. Oh, it's one of those. Oh, you know, that pro- I don't think that's going to happen to me, or you know, that it doesn't really affect me. And I think it's one of those things until you've actually experienced it or got it, you you can't even imagine what it feels like or how it feels. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. And one fun, one funny thing is that most people that surf might think that they will not get it, or you know, that they're not going to be affected, but they might already have it. So we did this. Uh, examination so we we um we have this little camera you can put inside your it's a tiny pen camera uh, you can hook it up to a computer or mobile phone and you can quickly have a look inside your and see if there's anything going in there uh, that shouldn't be there and we had uh an open sort of workshop at one of our surf stores in sweden and we invited people to come and, and check their ears and there was like 50 people dropping in we talked about surfers there and what it was about, and everybody. We had this big uh, screen uh, and a projector where we had the ears displayed uh, for those ones who wanted to, to, you know, be part of that. And I think at least half of the people had surfers there, and wow. most of them didn't know it. Uh, and it was everything from mild to super severe, and they didn't know about it. They didn't know they had it, <laughs> so. There's a probably large part of the population, surfing population, that has developed uh, some degree of surface here and don't know it yet. And um, that is yeah. terrifying. <laughs> That's really scary. That's mad when you say like half of the people yeah. out there. Um, you know, 
90 percent of the best surfing in the uk is in the winter when it's freezing cold so i mean there's a amount of people that are out there you know you see them on social media and they're in every single day and you think if they're not wearing ear protection that's got to be increasing at a super rate when when you said you know you, you have one to two thousand surfs and, and that can be it that you know you can lose your hearing from that kind of thing that's you know for for a lot of people that are on on the like on a surf break that could be you know four or five years and that's it that's their, yeah. their hearing gone no it's true and I, I it's it's i mean from this there are a lot of studies or not a lot but there, there are some good studies on this uh some made in japan some made in california some made in the uk uh and it really shows the correlation between time in the water and you know the growth of surface here so also temperature effects but they also did studies in australia in warmer waters and they found surfers here on these people, and they haven't been surfing a lot in cold water. So it's, uh, I mean, and cold, from what I've read, cold means sort of anything from 16, 17 degrees Celsius and below. So it's not super cold water that you need to be in to develop surfers here, and, and apparently it can happen in warmer waters too. It's a lot more serious, I think, than people actually think it is or can even understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does sound, um, yeah, like maybe not a lot of surfers realize it. Like you said, you know, it's, it's kind of uh, a bit of a worrying thing. So it's, it's nice to have as part of your kind of repertoire to go into the water. Part of, part of yeah. your surfing kit should be. Yeah, it's yeah, almost, like, almost like an insurance. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's one of those things like until recently, I'd say over the last sort of five years or so, it's not something really that's been talked about that much that we've heard you know I, you, you hear mutterings of people that have had things in the past but it's not as widely I don't know if that's to do with social media that is so far you know so out there now and in your face but it's not something that's been widely talked about over you know, and it's not drummed into people I think as much as it should be no you're, you're probably right and that's my experience that's my experience as well I mean it's it's really in the past yeah five five or so years that that's it's been brought up. Yeah. So you, you said that you um, used to swim as well then. So this would also be something for people to do sea swimming yeah, or cold absolutely. water swimming as well then. Um, I think, I mean, I don't really know the statistics behind open water swimming, but I assume it's, I mean, from what I know, it's grown a lot the recent years. And I think it will be only a matter of time before these people experience the same issues that surfers do. Um definitely uh, looking on your website um you've got you've got some cool people actually um involved haven't you so there's uh, a lot of um feedback for some um yeah. pretty good surfers all around the world as well so yeah no we're, we're well. super keen to have a lot of good ambassadors and you know contributors to what we're doing um and that was also fun in the start because we were a super small company with a very tight budget and we still got people who were very, you know, prominent in the surfing industry, you know, really famous surf photographers or surfers who just wanted to exchange sort of, you know, some exposure for getting earplugs. Uh, and we were super happy about that because it meant we had a good product. Uh, what is, um, just going off subject slightly there, but what is the surf like in Sweden? I've never thought of Sweden as a surf destination for some <laughs> yeah. reason. No, and it's, I wouldn't say it's a surf destination, but we have fairly good surf here. I mean, it, the, the, the sea out here, the Baltic is quite small, so we need, you know, wind. Uh, we don't have groundswell. 
but we have a coastline that's pretty pretty good for for uh, finding uh, spots behind a big jetty or a point going out. So we can find sort of protected uh, places. So we can still get fairly clean surf when it's the right conditions. And I'm actually, I just uh, strapped my board onto the roof now because I'm going surfing tomorrow morning and we have a few centimeters of snow actually right now. Uh, but but there's pretty okay surf. And I mean, when, if you move further up, I mean, of course you guys know about Norway, but there we have proper surf uh, like you guys, but still Sweden is not bad. It's 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 okay for for surf uh, for being in Sweden at least. What um what board did you strap to your roof of your car? It's a longboard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice, same as yeah. us. We're longboarders <laughs> as well. <laughs> Single yeah, exactly. fin, nose right to the beach. <laughs> uh, yeah. So so you say you've been surfing since you were fourteen? Did you say? Yeah. Yeah. And you've surfed in quite a lot of places all around the world. Yeah. Um, really. Absolutely. What would you say some of your favourites are then? Well, I've tended to come back a lot to Portugal. I mean, Portugal, I think, is fantastic. And I, I even have a small place in Portugal these days. And so I, I tend to, you know, travel there when I can. It's been harder now the past uh, year. But that, that's a place I come back a lot. Um, and then I have a weakness for, for Barbados as well. I think that's a fantastic place. Uh, the vibe there is really uh, mellow and cool. And, yeah, having... These warm waters and you know turtles uh, swimming around is fantastic. I think so. I think these two places are probably some of the favourites. Oh, nice! So if you ever need somebody to go and check on your place in Portugal for you, <laughs> we're more than happy to help out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, is there any any other versions of the of the surface coming out? Have you got any other plans for improvements or additions to it? I mean, we're constantly working on improving it, but but uh, we're also trying to collect enough uh, good stuff that, to make a difference when we update it. Uh, so we recently launched the third generation of Surface, and I think that's going to be on the market for some time because it's we put a lot of work into that product, and and I think if for people who have tried the first two generations and then tried the third one, I think the biggest jump was from you know the two to three. Uh, that's really uh, where we found really the right mix of how do you fit because it's hard to fit stuff really nicely into your ear because it's such a tight space and you're super sensitive. So if you don't really get it right with all the angles and and dimensions, it's it's you're gonna notice it and it's gonna you're gonna get uh, pain after some time having it in your ear. So I think this product is super comfortable for for the ones who haven't tried it and give it a go. Have if you have a friend who, who owns one, just put it in your ears and try because it's. That's that's a big difference. Um, what we're working on now in AirLabs is is also a lot of uh, other uh, or a lot, but other projects uh, more uh, noise protection related. So we're also doing uh, products for for you know, musicians uh, for uh, helping uh, people who uh, want to focus uh, take away noise uh, from the environment uh, for whatever reason. If you're noise sensitive, if you want to study, if you want to work in a, a crowded space. Um, so that's a, a different path we're on as well. But surfing and surfers is definitely our core uh, business and passion project still. Yeah, I, I, like you were just saying there about musicians, that could be quite useful because from playing in bands before, your choice of earplugs on stage are those big, like squishy, like marshmallow things that go right. in your ears. Yeah. And you can't hear a single thing. So, yeah. I mean, 
if you come up with a product where you can still hear what's going on, but it just dampens the sound of everything, that that would be fantastic for that yeah, side. Yeah. Well, now, so we have we have something already on the market there, which is pretty good. It's an airplug. You can adjust the volume. It's like a, it's totally passive airplug, but there's a slide. You can slide it either uh, forward or backward, and it's two different volume settings. It's really a, it's a neat little product for for when you need to set your volume sort of according to your uh, surroundings. And then now we're working on an electronic earplug that can do a lot more where you can sort of filter out certain sounds and let certain sound through. Uh, so it's almost what you're mentioning there. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. What would you say then, like, if you, you know, I often ask a question, if you had to go back to the start of starting up Surfiers, what would you say you've learned from it? What would you do different? What was your biggest failure on that? And what have you learned from that? Yeah, I think uh, if we started again, uh, we did try at some point to build uh, our own sales network from scratch uh, and found that working with a really good partner is a lot easier. (laughs) So that, uh, like being a super small company and trying to go global directly, that's that's really, really hard uh, unless you have somebody who can help you. So finding finding good partner companies or partner sort of uh collaborators who can who can help you with stuff that you're not really really good at that that's key i think uh but then then again i think to the product i think it's if you just make something that is so good that people like it a lot then there there will be some form of success if you don't screw up completely uh I think that that is that is also key to really focus on doing something good and valuable uh, to to uh, the customers. That's uh, I mean it's it sounds simple, but it's it's really not always the case. There's a lot of products out there that don't really feel that value, and then it's just another product that you have to push onto people. It's much better if people like it so much that they tell their friend about it, and and they also buy one. Yeah, definitely. Um, so if we talk about a bit about your surfing then, so as you said before, you've been surfing since you're 14 and, you know, a few places you like surfing you, is, is your go-to board, your longboard as well? Is that always your go-to board? Yeah, so I, I definitely these days it's it's longboards. Uh, I'm I'm very into that. Uh, I was surfing shortboards uh, years ago, but I mean, I'm I'm also uh, not 25 anymore, <laughs> and it's uh, I, I was also a competitive kiteboarder for a long time, and I I got some uh, damages to uh, you know my hips, so I'm quite stiff. It's hard hard to get up on a small board fast enough, so yeah. longboards are a bit more forgiving. So it's yeah. uh, probably that's that's the reason, and I'm also into. Uh, Shaping, but I did a lot of shaping before. So I had a workshop in my parents' garage for a long time. I made a lot of boards, uh, both windsurfing and surfing and kiteboards. But these days, I'm actually still doing that. But I, I, I computer shape them and I get them made in in Portugal. And I can, you know, try different shapes and different, uh, uh, yeah, tweaks to the boards, and then get to ride them myself and do some for friends, just just for the fun of it. Uh, but that is fantastic, I think. So that that is a passion I have on the side of everything else I do. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And do you, t- do you find what's the, another question we often like to ask, what's the difference between your mind and body pre-surf and post-surf? Oh, that's a huge difference. Surfing is like this big, uh, pressure release. <laughs> 
So when I go, if you would ask my girlfriend, like how I am before and after, like before, usually I'm, I'm stressed to get out because in Sweden you have this time slot of the waves stay for about one or two hours after the wind drops, <laughs> they have to get out. Uh, and after like you're just the most calm and uh, cool person, uh, super happy with everything and, and super mellow. <laughs> We're, we are exactly the same. <laughs> so what's the, what's the surf like tomorrow in Sweden? Then? What are you expecting? Yeah, so it's pretty fun because the the surf tomorrow is uh, probably close to where I live. I live on the coast, on the south coast, and it's a strong northeasterly wind, and it's uh, going to start wrapping around this night. It's going to be a lot of wind tonight, so hopefully we will get pretty good offshore sort of waist to shoulder high longboard surf tomorrow morning. Um, Just going to get it from here. Totally, totally jealous. We are locked down and we're not by the coast and it's painful uh, as hell. Horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just that bit of like well, we've we've decided we're not travelling during lockdown when some people are still travelling down to the to the coast where they are. Yeah. And we're just not making that extra journey because yeah. you know, I think it's fair on the locals there. Yeah, 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 sure. So on on you were saying about what sort of waves you like there, can you remember your best wave you've ever caught or the best wave you've caught so far and what your worst wipeout's ever been yeah oh there's many <laughs> there's many best waves <laughs> that's good um, that's a good yeah. sign <laughs> i mean one okay so one of the more rememberable sessions was uh north uh, west coast of barbados at maycox uh, when when you get northerly swell on barbados like it it it's, it's magic because then you get to sit out on a tropical place watching this rainforest inside and having crystal clear water and fantastic uh, super mellow waves uh, that are perfect for longboards uh people do shop there as well but longboards are really nicer so that that's like waves i've got there is like some of the best i've ever got um definitely also one session in portugal if i get to pick two waves uh down south towards Sagres on the west coast, uh, one of the spots there. That was a big, fairly big day, and it was just the cleanest uh, wave I've seen. And, you know, hundreds of meters uh, just just cruising on. Uh, I was riding shortboard at the time, but uh, that, that, was, that was a good wave as well. Um, yeah, there's many more, definitely. Signs, beautiful. It's, uh, I've just mind surfed all those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then what? And then the other part of the question was, what was the worst? Your worst wipeout? Yeah, the wipeout? worst wipeout. I think. Yeah, that was in Portugal. I think it. There's been a lot of bad wipeouts, definitely. Um, I like. I, I enjoy trying to go out a little bit bigger surf because it just. I like the thrill of just paddling down the wave when it's a little bit bigger. But the worst wipe. But was not when the surf was bigger. The, that was actually also on the west coast in Portugal, when it was just this weird tide uh, that totally screwed up a wave. I was out on it. It became so it just closed out completely, and it was not super big, but it was so powerful. And you just got slammed on the bottom. Uh, hopefully, like luckily not not head first, but like my back just bounced off the bottom and uh, then I bounced back up and dinged my head in the board and made a big bump in the board. And that was probably one of the 
worst <laughs> that doesn't sound nice at all Leighton had one recently where uh it, it was just actually it was the other side of christmas before christmas and he actually went over the falls backwards where the wave was that powerful uh, he was sat there and the thing just took him backwards from yeah, sitting down it was over the falls backwards it's kind uh, of a rogue set that come in and it, it broke at a different a different point so i i thought i was just going to sit there in the lineup and just go over this um over this wave and it just kind of grabbed me and just dragged me backwards and that that was like that's an actual crazy. hold down I experienced yeah. which wasn't very nice so. uh that that's that's a bad one i if i get one more that i forgot about one may might be worse i mean uh, from the uh, from the effect of what happened so i was out uh, with the i, I tried to foil surf this summer uh, just to, to try it out and i was paddling on this foil board just out here at the local break and it was a messy day which i heard is not the best for foiling and and uh i sort of popped and then fell forward uh, in front of the board and you know the foil really grabs onto the wave and the wave just pushes the board forward with the help of the foil and I happened to broke my I broke my leg. <laughs> oh, no. my leg. Uh, I mean, it it didn't cut through anything, but it just snapped. Uh, so I, I was uh, that was my lower leg, so I could still walk and stuff. But uh, that was uh, that was bad. I like I like how you said um, that was the one you forgot, <laughs> the one where you broke your leg. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's a pretty bad wipe out if you break yeah. your leg, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, um that is like the the stuff you're doing with, with surfers is absolutely brilliant. So did you wanna tell all the listeners where they can find you on social media and your website and things like that? Yeah, so so I mean go check us out uh, on surfers.com uh, or just uh at surfers on, on Instagram or um, Facebook. So I mean, we're happy to uh, help out in every, every way we can. If it's info about surfers here, if it's, uh, you know, helping you find a good store where you can have a look at the products or even soon we will have these small cameras in stores and we will do free ear checks in every surf store that we can. So you can just drop in and get your ears checked for free. Um, that's that's the next, next up for us. We started this pre-corona, but we had to pause it a little bit. So after corona, we're going to do it. And roll it out together with creatures that's absolutely fantastic it's you know to be able to go into a store and get a free ear check if you know you're buying a pair of surf ears yeah, and even if you don't actually so we're gonna do we're gonna do it just just as a service to the surfers because we think it's uh something they should do every now and then yeah definitely 100 yeah. percent. well I'm, I'm definitely gonna end up purchasing some now some now because i'm terrified now <laughs> So I, I hope you manage to pluck up the courage to have the operation one day and um, have a good surf tomorrow, Christian. Thanks a lot. And thanks for, for having me on the show. And thanks for that, Christian. Right. Where's my wallet? I need to buy some. That's not what you said before, And No, I mean, yeah. Well, well I asked you how much earplugs are in general, and you said about 50 quid. Which you said. And I said, uh, how much is the operation then? <laughs> change your mind now oh yes definitely change your mind uh terrifying uh do not want surfers ear hope i don't have it i mean definitely haven't developed surfers ear in the last few months because <laughs> the amount we get to surf through this bloody lockdown but still yeah. well yeah that's it isn't it but that the information he had then was 
really was quite bloody scary to be honest that yeah you can have it and not know you've got it, it what did he say it is like 80 percent deaf in one ear and like 90 percent in the other ear at one point yeah terrifying but since wearing the surface ears it hasn't progressed any further yeah and i mean it's it seems to be such a, a simple solution to um to avoid an, an actual operation so it's that thing though isn't it we've we've spoke about before you know it's not really talked about well it is talked about but not a lot in the uk and i you know you've said before when we've been having a conversation oh i don't know about earplugs it's just another thing to worry about when you're in the water and yeah i mean it's so like since since we started doing this podcast that's the only time i've really kind of found out about it or known about it really like I, you'd see people wearing it every now and then i just thought oh, maybe they've got an ear infection or something like that so i didn't really think it was as much of a problem as it actually seems to be and I, and that is i think that goes for a lot of surfers and particularly surfers in the uk as well so yeah, yeah so i think um i think hopefully this podcast will will make people realize and they might actually go and invest in saving their hearing so yeah yeah well you know this is the penultimate fantastic february episode yes it is there's only one more to come and then we're back to our normal every other week yeah uh, back to our normal boring fortnightly (laughs) 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 or whatever it is you know this given us it's given us a lot to think about on on the surfier side of it and you know ear protection as we've said before you know we're not the best surfers in the world we don't claim to be the best surfers in the world uh but you know we're learning as we go through this and what we've learned this evening in this chat is a massive eye opener. yeah and an ear closer (laughs) right before we go just remember head over to north core to get your 15 percent off anything you order by using the code ssuk15 uh yeah and they sent us a zen board balance board the other day which i've been trying out i've said i'll put a video out on instagram at some point got on the thing thought oh, i'm all right i can balance quite well on this then watched a few youtube videos and saw people doing some amazing things on them and thought no i'm pretty shit on this i can just balance didn't find it that hard. Let the wife have a go on it, and she nearly ate shit well bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you're a skater, and you you just find that easy. I laughed hard. <laughs> so bad. i tell you what I did buy uh, from Northcourt. I bought one of their new uh, surf ropes. The Banshee, is it? Yeah, yeah. I, I bought it for, for my um, missus. Got it as part of a birthday present. Uh, when it came, I was like, wow, it's really, really good quality. And it looks like it's really well made and it looks really comfortable. So I think I'm going to have to buy another one for me. Do you know what I like about that? Because I've got the dry robe and I've seen the North Core one now. Yeah. The thing I like about the North Core one is you can take the inside out. So you can yeah. have it the towel bit or just as an overcoat as well or you can have the whole thing as one yeah it's got like yeah like, like an inner towel which is removable so obviously you can then wash that um and also when it's the when it's the summer you can just have that instead of having the full the full coat yeah because i my dry robe in the summer is useless because it's like you may as well just sit in the sun in a sauna <laughs> it's crazy yeah yeah so I think that's it for this show. Thanks a lot for listening again. This is the penultimate fantastic February episode. And 
yep head over to instagram if you want to follow us follow and subscribe at the uk surf show if you could give us a subscribe on youtube just search for the uk surf show that would help out and if you could leave us a review on itunes any of those it only takes a couple of minutes and it all really helps us out doesn't it really helps out and we like reading them yeah really fun so thanks for listening see you later cheers